everybody, and welcome to the Horse Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. We're back, man. I don't know if this is going to be up in time, but I sure sure hope so. Yep. But the clock is ticking. <laughs> so, good night, folks. Uh, we're back from Rock and Shock. Yes, this past weekend. That was pretty fun. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. That was uh, that made up for Scaricon. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another one that I went to once uh, that I won't name out. But uh, yeah, this one was awesome. Top of the line. And I would say, I would suggest everyone go there. It's so nice to be at a con where you have room to walk. You don't have to like, dude. you're not like cattle being herded through aisles. Oh my God. That was like the worst part about the cons we've gone to is it's just like. You can stop and browse things and not get stampeded. No, you can actually like, I, I was just putzing around in the aisle and we met some fans out there. It was very nice. Nick. That was fucking nuts. Nick H and uh, Aubrey. Aubrey. S. Aubrey S. I think. Thank you guys for uh, stopping by, and a couple other people just said hello. But um, we talked to Nick and uh, Aubrey for a while, and that was fucking awesome. Very cool. Somebody from Colorado in Worcester, Massachusetts, <laughs> uh, just happened to do it, and she was wearing our shirt at the con. Yeah. And it was like, that was fucking mind-blowing. Super dope. Fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. And Joe got asked to sign an autograph, and uh, what would you write on that? Fuck Paul. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Even the comments in our iTunes know. Um, so we are. Uh, we'll have some interviews. I think at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, we got Dana DiLorenzo and Ray Santiago, who play oh. Kelly and Pablo from Ash vs Evil Dead. That was our first interview of the day. Yeah. We got John Franklin, who plays Isaac and Children of the Corn. Yep. We got Courtney Gaines, who is in like every movie ever that yeah. shaped my childhood. Crazy. I, was, I love talking to him. The Burbs. Yeah, the Burbs. Uh, Children of the Corn. Back to the Future. Malachi. Malachi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to talk to Ski Ulrich, who was a super cool dude. dude. Super like. Dopest guy ever. He really was. I want to party with. I want to party with Skeet very bad. I bet you he parties hard. He definitely. We cannot keep up with Skeet, but that's all right. We could try. I could probably pull it out one night. I could do it one night. Skeet ain't shit. One night I could do. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh, Skeet, call us. Seriously though, we we will drink beers for you. Um, (laughs) We didn't get to interview Matthew Lillard, but by all intents and purposes, Matthew Lillard is the nicest human being of all time. Yeah. That was crazy. Like, this dude, his line was never, like, well, it was big at points. But, like, it was at the end of the night, it was, like, never, there's only, like, a handful of people in there at any given time. But the thing is, he spent so much fucking time with each and every one of his fans that, like, the line never ended. So yeah. he couldn't get in to talk to him. Like, he learned about their story and, like, yeah. would like he was just animated. He wasn't just, like, listening to it. Dude, he, was, he was on his feet. He was standing the whole time. Yeah. He never sat. He didn't have a chair. Did the shaggy voice for a girl that yeah, wasn't that was even a paying crazy. customer. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, what a guy. What a fucking guy. I mean, as soon as we go in, they sit us down to interview Ash vs. Evil Dead panel. And I'm sitting right next to D- like this fucking crazy, like yeah. shit, like her chair's right there. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> dude, come on. <laughs> what? He's a fan. He said that he was a fan of ours. I didn't say anything. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I didn't say fucking anything. Now you're alluding to it by laughing. Um, 
Anyway, is a big fan of d- <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna be asked back again. <laughs> no, it was a good time though. <laughs> Especially for clone. <laughs> They, they fucked. <laughs> they, they totally fucked. Um, no, that's fucking rude. Um, <laughs> Please take that out. I will. Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's get back in because so, I do not want to edit all night. Um, uh, everyone was pretty cool. Yeah, everyone um, was really cool. I don't cool. want to badmouth anyone. Phil. Phil, should we talk about Phil? <laughs> no, probably not. I, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't talk about Phil. <laughs> <laughs> We, we tried to get an interview with Phil Anselmo, and this fucking guy <laughs> was the rudest dude I've ever met in my life. He was so, ru- like, insanely rude, right? I mean, you have a long day. I get it. But, like, he wasn't even just rude to us. He appeared to be being rude to every, every bank customer he had. And his handler. Who, yeah. who was, like, one of the nicest ladies ever. Who was, I mean, yeah, what... It was just crazy, 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 crazy. But uh, good time, man. Really good time. I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Like for real. Like I, I genuinely had such an awesome time. Yeah, there. it was I, nice. Yeah, it was so nice. It's close to our home too. Oh yeah, you mean we didn't have to drive like fucking <laughs> six hours? Six hours to do it. Yeah, that was that was a benefit. Um, so we'll have those interviews at the end. Um, they were cool. Cool shit. Yeah. So, so today we have. Uh, Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Very exciting. A couple people said they were excited for this one. So, sorry. Yeah, they were. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies. Uh, Very much. Very, 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 very sorry about that. Um, I mean, it's cool that we have fans that, like, are expecting things now. It's just mind-blowing. I'm going to take just a minute here because I really appreciate all of our fans. You guys are fucking amazing. And it's been crazy. And our numbers, like, I don't know how you guys just keep multiplying at the rate you guys are but it's stupid and i appreciate it and like it's just nuts how we just keep growing we don't stop growing and it's all thanks to all you guys who support us and tweet at us and do all that and post on facebook and whatever you guys wear our fucking shirts to cons shirts to cons it's absolutely crazy and we really appreciate it tumbling Um, yeah it really is it really is so i just i had another point to make about that but i forgot it um (laughs) The Elliot Wilson train. The Elliot Wilson train's here. If you don't know what that reference is, just listen to Drink Champs. <laughs> Although I don't think he says it anymore. But So, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Um, we did Tr- Treehouse Episode 7. Yep. Which aired October 27th, 1996. We're, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of it. That's nuts. Oh, and um, let's start with the newest one first. Okay. That would I feel be. Like I have more to talk about with this the old one okay i care more about the old one yeah, i got you um, uh we did treehouse episode 20 yes which aired season 21 from season 21 which aired october 18th and i'm too stupid to have written down the year so was i so which is weird <laughs> why did we both write down the year for the because we just didn't care it's like uh season 21 figure it out yeah <laughs> well this one 2009 so you can definitely see it's not your childhood uh simpsons in this episode no no it's not even your childhood treehouse of horror in this episode it's felt, definitely not felt very different um 
I mean, they've done so much. It's hard to do. It is. And I can't really pinpoint it because the earlier one, like I know they're parody, parodying. Is that how you fucking say it? Parodying. <laughs> Par- parodying. They're making fun of uh, spoofing classic movies, and they're doing this still in episode 20, but it seems more like forced, I guess. Like like the entire the entire segment is like just the, on the movie. The originals, they seem like they uh, – it's more of an homage. It's exactly. Like, they have more, this more original so gonna, content. I'm going to build it in somehow yeah. to my story. And then, yeah, in these new ones, it's like we're just going to make <laughs> – yeah. Fucking what? What is that? Uh, b- Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And we'll just throw Homer in it. It'll make exactly. Really no sense. Right. That, that was a good way to put it. The, the earlier ones is an homage. Yeah. With their own storyline. Yeah. And this is just like it's just a spoof. Yeah. It's just yeah. a spoof. Yeah. Um, so we open up. We have um, uh, this opening. I, I wanted to like it a lot, but I just really couldn't. Uh, <laughs> we open up with like all the monsters basically waking up. And busting out of their, Universal Monsters. Yeah, yeah, busting out of their uh, respective homes. <laughs> I don't know. The loudest For, fucking train Oh, ever. yeah, it lasts all day. Uh, Frankenstein breaks out. The mummy leaves, who he flicks a security guard's ear, which I didn't really <laughs> understand that reference. Um, and uh, they, they're walking around town. Dracula's there. Was, what else? Oh, Wolfman. Wolfman, the mummy. And the mummy, yep. Um, and they're walking around. Um, and uh, Dracula says, you know, uh, Halloween's the one night we can walk around undetected. And the bullies, uh, Nelson and all those guys, are standing it's there. Dolph, Z- Jimbo, and Kearney. Uh, yeah. yeah. And they're just standing there. And they just start making fun of their lame costume. <laughs> they start out with going, hey, Turner Classic Movies. I love that you can tell the age of the Simpson writers. <laughs> like... That is a 60-year-old man's <laughs> joke. <laughs> hey, Turner Classic. Is that even a channel anymore? I have no clue. <laughs> hey, Turner Classic Movies. That train is so fucking loud. Um, so then the monsters all just dress up as, like, licensed characters. Yeah, like, uh, Frankenstein is SpongeBob, Dracula is Iron Man, the Wolfman's Harry Potter, and the Mummy is Captain Jack Sparrow. So fucking funny. All, all, uh, perfect, perfect, too. Um, they end up going to Homer's Homer's house house for whatever reason. Uh, Homer lets them in for whatever reason. Uh, and, and the monsters start getting sexy and it's pretty fucking gross. I love when you get to see something animated that you'll never see. Well, that's pretty much everything because cartoons are fake, but like a situation you like would joke about with your friend and you'll never see in person and like you're alive. And to see it in a cartoon just makes me laugh. Like fucking monsters at a Halloween party, like doing getting ready to fuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like priming themselves. But it's uh, interrupted because all the girl monsters show up. All their wives show up. Yeah, all their wives show up, and they're angry because the husband said they were going out to kill children. <laughs> they were fucking, and uh, Homer ends it with "Lighten up, ladies. It's not cheating if you're wearing a costume." <laughs> it's very weird. Very weird. I don't know, man. I just didn't get the humor in this one as much as I get understand it in the old ones. Like, did it, did it seem like not that smart to you? Um, it seemed like. Well, wait. Oh my god. Not recording. No, I am. Your microphone is just like really hot for some reason. All right, we're good. 
in the the '96 one, did it have an opening segment like that? I don't remember that. I just thought it started with the Hugo. Um, it did. It did start. No. Uh, no. It it just started with Hugo. Yeah. So then, like, I don't know why they're doing like a pre. Oh wait, no, no, no. They did do a pre one. They always do a little something, and that one was Homer gets lit on fire by the pumpkin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't as long, right? No. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think they did do longer ones even around that period, though. Mm. Well, yeah. This one just did nothing for me. Yeah. Um, then we start into our first segment, Dial M for Murder. Yes. Which is a... I, I like this one the best, personally, out of all the segments in this This one, one was cool, actually, yeah. It's uh, a spoof of Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. Yeah. It's, a, it's basically the entire movie. Yeah. It's crammed into... Yeah. Five minutes. Why did they take the name Dial M for Murder? Is that a Hitchcock <laughs> it's movie? A Hitchcock too? movie. Yeah, I, I have no clue. Okay, it's <laughs> really weird. Um, maybe that's the joke. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. This will be so funny. Uh, <laughs> we're such dicks. Um, so Dial M for Murder. Um, Lisa. Lisa's going. Why is Lisa going to detention? Uh, disrupting class. Lisa's going because to... she's yelling about another student. Oh right, right. Like Get, being getting... a better tutor or something. Yeah, yeah. Like this, t- this student got like an honor, and it was like you have a tutor. That's what it was. It was yeah, like, that's it. That's it. Was it. like doping to Lisa. Yeah. Like Lisa's all natural, smart. And this kid has a tutor. Um, so she goes <laughs> to detention, and uh, we Bart. She meets Bart there, of course. Um, and he uh, he says, you know, let let's do crisscross. Yes. And uh, basically that's, you'll fuck up my teacher, I'll fuck up your teacher, and uh, no one knows who did it because we don't have anything to gain. So they won't suspect us of each crime. Right. So he tells Lisa to do Ding Dong Ditch on Mrs. Kerbapple, and he will do the same thing to Miss Hoover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Lisa thinks that means uh, ringing the bell at Miss Kerbapple's apartment and then leaving. Yep. Which is not what Bart means at all. No. Well, also, let's... I want to say this one thing. This like honestly made me laugh. It just threw me back to like old school me watching Simpsons. I laughed out loud. And it's so stupid. Lisa ding dong ditches. She calls Bart. She's like, "All right, I did it." She's like, "Are you? Uh, are you? Is your alibi all set?" And he's at. He's. It's like your tennis match alibi all set. And he's at the tennis match. Or she's like, "Did they see you at the tennis match for your alibi?" And he's like, yeah, I think they saw me. And he's mooning the entire, like, tennis match. <laughs> like, like, on the court. He's not in the stand. He's on the court mooning everybody at the tennis match. I was like, that's so fucking stupid and awesome. Like, I, I just love that shit. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Bart does not do uh, ding-dong ditch like uh, most people know it. <laughs> you mean just ding-dong ditch right. in general? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does he do? Uh, he kills <laughs> Miss Hoover. This is why I like this segment, man, because they don't do this enough in the new ones. <laughs> oh, wait, he, the ding dong ditch meant that he, <laughs> he was implying that he kills, she kills Miss Krabappel and then ditches her body in a ditch. Yeah, he says, you know, she, cause Lisa's like, well, I thought you said ding dong. Bart pulls out her fucking head from a duffel bag <laughs> yeah. and is like, yeah, it's all done. And she's like, Lisa's like, what the fuck? Like. I thought you said we were doing Ding Dong Ditch. And he goes, yeah, you know, you kill the Ding Dong and leave her in a ditch. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, now, this, this like, artsy segment, like, okay, so basically Bart's like, yo, you got to kill 
Miss Krabappel, right? Um, and she won't do it. She's like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, well, if you don't kill Miss Krabappel, I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> Uh, and then we get this weird segment of them like running around. Is that in? Do you know if that's in? Um, so I, I don't know why I didn't say this before when you asked why it was called Dial M for Murder because they spoof also North by Northwest and they spoof Vertigo as well. Oh, so right. So just everything. Yeah. I mean, the main plot is um, Strangers on a Train. Yeah. But So what segment is that from? Like where they're like, it's like a fucking art house film. I want to say it was North by Northwest, okay. but I'm sure someone will be very angry at me for <laughs> being wrong. Paul, <laughs> I wish we could call him, but he won't. He won't. He won't know the Simpsons thing, and he'll yeah. just be super pissed. Um. So, uh, what was I saying? Oh, uh, Bart's uh, chasing Lisa, trying to kill her, right? Yes. And uh, Lisa says she'd never kill anyone because Lisa gets control of the knife. Uh, she says, "I'll never kill anyone." She takes a knife and throws it, and it accidentally lands in Bart's head, killing him. <laughs> and that's the end of the segment. Plowing through these episodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I did like when uh, Miss Krabappel had the big paper cutter, and her head was, like, right under it. I don't know. I just like the way they, they, they film the animation. They, they do a lot of cool stuff in these, and it's just like the new ones, though. It's just not enough. I like this. Actually, maybe I did like this. <laughs> I don't you know what I might have liked this episode whatever um <laughs> the Simpsons episodes are hard to do they're so short and quick like you can't analyze them because it's not like they're terrible you can't be like this fucking sucks yeah it's just like well it's okay <laughs> I didn't chuckle a lot right and I laughed way harder at the 96 one yeah yeah me too what was the second thing called was it called crusty burger or was it called no it's called don't have a cow mankind okay <laughs> i never saw that on the screen don't have a cow mankind and it was a parody of movies such as 28 days later and children of men yeah yeah definitely 28 days later um this one i literally i mean i have notes so i'm looking at them yeah. i don't remember it at all so it's just like nothing i remember it uh so crusty burger has a new burger they're watching the news kent Brockman. Brockman, yes. He's uh he's he's at the new Krusty Burger. They're unveiling a new burger there. How many times did I just say the same thing? Like six? <laughs> uh, Invented from cannibalistic cows. Yeah, and Ken Brockman uh, takes a big old bite and uh, immediately turns into a zombie. <laughs> and he bites Krusty, who says, "That's my cash check in check cash in hand." <laughs> um, and basically, we just see an outbreak spread all over. Everyone at the Krusty Burger turns, and then we get this cool, like, cutout, and it says 28 days later, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the Simpsons are locked up in their house. They can't leave. They're looking out the windows, and you just see, like, Springfield's torn apart. And, yeah. Um, Bart. Sneaks out. He sneaks out because he threw his telescope in his room. He sees a single Krusty Burger on a table, which is 30 days old. And is rotting. And he's like, I want that burger. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Especially when they all know the source of the virus was the burger. But Bart wants it. He sneaks out. And he eats the fucking burger. And that's... I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. Um, it's just a few minutes. Oh, okay. So they, they catch up with him. They get Bart. Because they have to go save him. <laughs> and they realize he hasn't turned. Yep. 
So they, you know, they have to keep, they decide that, uh, they have to keep Bart safe going forward. And we learn this by Homer dialing the phone with his face. Homer's like choking him and it's like, oh, why did you do that? And then they're like, we have to keep Bart from harm. Like we have to keep Bart alive. He's like the chosen one. Like he, he, he didn't turn. So like holding Bart by his neck, by his neck. dials the phone by smashing his <laughs> face into the dial. And he's going, must keep Bart from harm. <laughs> so awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, all right, we got to make our escape. Homer goes outside and he <laughs> – it's so stupid. He, they go outside and uh, he goes, uh, you know, Lisa goes, remember, no loud noises. And they get outside the door and Homer just goes, oh, man, <laughs> does that breeze feel good? <laughs> Classic Homer. Yeah. Also, right before that, isn't uh, Grandpa outside? He's clearly not turned <laughs> Homer's just not letting him in. Won't let him in. And he's, you hear him be murdered. <laughs> and he's like, you know, nice try, was, old man. I'm with you now. This, this was funny. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, and then Apu comes. They're about to get murdered. Apu comes in this giant fucking zombie-killing SUV. Yeah, he's just like Rambo. Yeah, it's awesome. And he has not turned because he is a strict vegetarian. Right, right. And uh, everyone gets in his truck and they go away and... They're driving up a giant pile of cars, which <laughs> literally makes no sense. It's like the size of, like, the Empire State Building, wall of cars. And they're driving up it, and uh, they oh, get... There's a really great line, because uh, Wolf Castle shows up. He goes, come oh, with me if you oh, want to live. Oh, yeah. And he immediately gets eaten. And Homer goes, uh, another politician that can't keep his promises. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably find a lot of political jokes, especially around this time, like the November time. Yeah. Like October, November. Well, they do it in November now. So, um, yeah. So they get stuck up on top of the hill and uh, Apu gets out to move the car. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just, you know, wait for me at the bottom of the hill. Uh, and I'll, you know, we'll get once you get rolling, just wait for me and I'll come with you. And uh, Apu gets out, pushes the car. The car starts rolling and they just go, uh, oh, so noble for of Apu to give his life for us. And they just drive away. They just tear us away. And uh, Apu, you just hear screaming, you were supposed to stop at the bottom and wait for me as he's being eaten. Um, and, and they just leave him there to die. Uh, and then we, we get to uh, Homer gets bit by Mr. Byrne. Oh, right, right, right. Because so they're, they're lying unconscious on the road. Yeah, they uh, their car breaks down or Burns whatever. and Smithers. Yeah. Yep. Um, but their car breaks down too. They're walking, the Simpsons. Right, right. Uh, and they're walking, and they see yeah, Burns and Smithers on the road. And uh, Homer goes up to Burns, and it's just <laughs> fucking around for some reason. Like rips off his nose by accident <laughs> and shit. And Burns just reaches up and bites him, and Homer's infected. Which does that even matter in the rest of the story? I'm trying to think about what happens. Uh, well, Homer comes back and they like notice that he's starting yeah. to turn. So Bart takes the gun out of his hand and then Marge takes the gun for herself and points out that he can be cured once they're in the safe zone. Oh, right, right. That's yeah, yeah. And, uh, so they, they get to the safe zone finally and, uh, they, they bring, these, are, these are not fun to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are terrible to talk about. They, they get to the safe zone and Bart, uh, Bart's the cure. <laughs> they want to eat him. They want to, oh yeah, they want to eat him. And then the, instead, he just swims in their food and is like washing potatoes with his nutsack. 
Like Lisa's like, can I have a potato, sir? And he's like, dude, that's yeah. exactly what he does. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just laughing because I was like, I thought you were making a joke, and now no. I just remembered he's actually rubbing the potato all over his dick. Yeah, he is. Like, you could, he's rubbing <laughs> it all over the front of him. I don't. I doubt he's like shredding it on his, his little boy thigh. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's rubbing it on his dick and about to give it to Lisa, and like happy about it. Like, yeah, here you go, kid. So that's the end of that one. Yeah, darn. Um, <laughs> no business like Mo business, and it's just a Sweeney Todd. We're not going to go through this. It's it's like a Sweeney Todd uh, spoof. Um, Mo sings a song at the beginning about being ugly as fuck, which is like that. That was awesome. Just about him being so hideous. Yeah. And basically, what he does is uh, Homer falls into the basement, gets pierced by. His uh, beer making brewing machine, yeah. and uh, which does not look like that. It just hits spikes all over <laughs> yeah. it, and uh, the blood gets into the beer like Sweeney Todd's pies, and um, you know the story goes on from there. Yeah, there's not a lot there. He tells Marge that Homer left her because he's yeah. gay. Yeah, <laughs> and to like try and win Marge over. The best is he reads a note supposedly penned by Homer. He's like, "Oh yeah, no, Homer left me this note." Yeah. Uh, it's on my stationery and in my speech pattern, but uh, I swear Homer wrote it. And it goes up, Dear Midge, you probably hate me by now. If you don't, what's wrong with yous? But don't give up on men. Bart, Linda, and the other one there need a dad. <laughs> oh, and then it finishes with a huge song about Homer being gay. Yes. <laughs> That's what it said. The note was that Homer ran away because he was gay. Yeah. To start a new life. Which yeah. Which is not true. And then that was a rap, man. For uh, that one. Yeah. That was kind of cool, though. They presented it like a play. Like, there were some elements that were kind of cool about it. But overall, not a Halloween feel. I'm sure some people like it. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, now a good one. Okay. Season 8, Episode 7. Uh, no, not Episode 7. It's like Episode 1, I think. In season it was Treehouse Episode 7. Yeah. Um, Treehouse 7. 1996. Um I remember this obviously so vividly Same. as a kid. Uh, this is probably one of, I think the number one, I mean, not, I'm not ranking these as favorites, just like most memorable is probably the donut, donuts in hell one. Yep. That's probably the one that sticks out in my head the most out of any episode. But this one, I think up the there. shining one sticks out the most for me. Yeah. That one's good. Um, this one's good. The thing and I, um, which is the, the twin brother one. Yep. Basket case. Yep. Genesis tub, which uh, I do. I, that one is so well written. It's amazing. And actually as a kid, I didn't really like it that much. And now as I uh, watching it again, I'm like, that's the best one in this. I, I agree. Like, I don't How think did it, they fit so much into it. I don't think it holds like kids interest. No. And then like rewatching it, you're like, holy shit, this is so smart. I think it's incredible because every segment is seven minutes. They give seven minutes to every segment almost exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one, like, I feel like so much happens. Like they figured out how to cram in. Like, that's <laughs> another thing. These other ones that we read in that first episode, not a lot happens in them. Like, it's like a few scenes and that's a wrap. And it feels that way. It feels just like a burn through. Like Genesis Tub feels like a Stand-alone solid episode. story. Yeah. yeah, like it feels like a really solid story. It, it, have you seen the Twilight Zone episode that was spoofing called The Little People? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I'm sure I have because I watched so much of it with my uncle. Google. <laughs> 
Did I ever say that my uncle yeah, had he all has the VHS catalog, catalog yeah. and a fucking notebook? Ridiculous. Um, and then Citizen Kang, which is a... Uh, it rings true today. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. So um, we can go through these... Uh, we can go through these fairly quickly. Um, I don't think that's a problem. Uh, so we open up with uh, like the thing and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some noises upstairs at the Simpsons house. Um, Homer says never to go into the attic. And yeah. then he goes into the fridge and gets a bucket of fish heads. <laughs> goes up to the attic. Never a good sign when you're bringing fish heads anywhere. Who sings that song, Fish Heads? That is a great question. Is that, um, he's got uh, kids with stupid names. Zappa. No, that wasn't him, was it? I don't know, I thought so. Hmm. Well, Joe looks that up. Um, so the kids are obviously interested in whatever's going on in the attic and what is eating fish heads, which, uh, they should probably put this together pretty quickly. Better tell <laughs> there's a fucking monster in your <laughs> attic. You, you can't eat fish heads. But. Uh, so the kids go up there the parents aren't home they decide to go up there Uh, you see the chain shackles on the wall moving a lot of a lot of bones I'd probably be gone at that point yes (laughs) not the Simpsons kids Um, and we learn that uh, through that they well I don't even know there's there's some scenes where they like come downstairs the parents are mad at them the parents come home (laughs) Homer has a great line about why go to a car wash when you could just drive around in the Dude, rain. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Then Dr. Hibbert shows up for some reason. Yeah. And we I find don't... out that Bart had a conjoined twin. Right. Um, and an evil one at that named yes. uh, Hugo. Hugo. Who was pure evil. Um, uh, Fish Heads is a novelty song by Barnes and Barnes. Oh, that's stupid. From <laughs> Dr. Demento show. Oh, Dr. Demento. Um so uh, they say, you know, we did the only humane thing we could do when you have an evil twin and uh, chain them up in the attic and feed them fish heads. <laughs> kind of disturbing when you think about it. Um, sure. But for whatever reason, they decide they're going to leave Bart home alone in the house. Because <laughs> Hugo has gotten loose. The kids have let him loose by accident. And... Uh, they decide they're going to leave Bart home alone while they go look for Hugo. And sure enough, as soon as the door closes, he hears Hugo in the in the darkness. I remember this actually kind of scaring me a little bit as a kid. Not like full out scared, but like nerve. Like I was like nervous, nervous yeah. yeah, for Bart. Um, but it, it goes away pretty quickly because two seconds he walks out of the shadows and it's like, hey, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ties him up <clears throat> yep. and he wants to conjoin them back together again. He's like, yeah, don't worry. I made a pigeon rat. Dude, <laughs> so fucking funny. Perfect Simmons. That's like the perfect Simpsons joke. The pigeon sewn onto a rat, and it tries to fly, but it can't. And it tries to go through the rat hole, but the pigeon blocks it. They're they're like sewn back to back. <laughs> so the pigeon's flying at first with the rat up on top of his back, hits the wall, then it falls and flips. So the rat lands on its feet and can't get through the rat hole. It was absolutely perfect. Um and Dr. Hibbert, though, is here to save the day, which I feel like was a little bit of a nod to, like, Halloween. The doctor there. Oh, uh, Loomis? Yeah. Sure. Doctor's there. And he tricks Hugo with, like, the worst trick of all time. He's just holding an empty picture frame. And he's he like, punches him through. He's like, look in the mirror. And you see Dr. Hibbert's face. And he's just like, hey. He just punches him. Knocks him out. I wonder what it's like to knock out a kid as a grown man. 
Huh. We go find out. Kind of <laughs> like it's one of those things you'll never do, but you like. What if, what if you could just find out? <laughs> it would just be interesting. Sure. <laughs> I might have to edit that out. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I would recommend that. <laughs> um, where, where, where were we? Uh, so uh, Dr. Hibbert saves the day. Um, and then while Hugo's on the ground, Dr. Hibbert, honestly, dude, I swear, he just starts mumbling about nonsense. Like, I swear they were like, he, like he's talking about, like, oh, the Siamese, is the, the evil one's always on the left-hand side. And, uh, but, uh, Hugo's actually the right twin and, uh, like he's just talking and he's like, Oh, we got the wrong guy. Basically. Like Bart's actually the evil. Yeah. One. Cause he noticed the scar on the wrong side. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's so weird. And, uh, so they're like, they, they accuse Bart and Bart's like, yeah, well, of course, <laughs> which is awesome. And then they lock Bart in the, yeah, they, you know, the vents. Hugh, uh, Dr. Hibbert goes, I think there's a way to set everything right. And they flash forward, and Hugo's eating with the family, and Bart's in the vents begging for food. Yeah. Classic stuff, man. Uh, next up is the Genesis tub. Lisa's got a school project, that Petri dish with her tooth in it. Yep. Uh, she's trying to figure out, will cola dissolve a tooth? She says, you know, science has already proven the dangers of smoking, alcohol, and Chinese food, but I can still ruin soft drinks for everyone. <laughs> God bless you, Lisa. Um Bart uh, tries to give Lisa a static shock and uh, somehow ignites this whole process. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, and it's cool, man. Like, I just, it, this captures my imagination. It's just an interesting concept. I just, I really enjoy this this idea. I she, mean, granted, it's based on the Twilight Zone episode, but both things are just so yeah. like, thought-provoking. Yeah, because Lisa gets, shocks the tooth. She looks at it later, and there's it looks like mold. So she looks at it under the microscopes and realizes it's... It's life. There's life. Yeah. There's people. She's created people, and they're like in the caveman Caveman. Time. And you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. And then she looks back like five minutes later. And they're in the Renaissance. Martin Luther is hanging his theses to the Protestant church. Yeah. That was awesome. Um... And then Bart comes in. And, like, as a kid, I just laughed at this. But watching it now, I'm like, dude, Bart is pure fucking evil. evil. Yeah. Like, dude, he knows that there are people. He looks, and he's like, oh, there's people. He goes, cool. Oh, no, actually, no, he doesn't because he calls it a model city. He goes, cool model city. Okay. Yeah, he goes, cool model city. He finds other people after. Yeah. And he goes, "Is is that a school? Oops, my finger slipped and crushes a fucking school, which yes. I would assume is public. <laughs> Murdering children, hundreds of children. Yes. Under his finger. And he just starts crushing things with his finger. And Lisa looks in and it's like, it's not futuristic po- time at this point. And uh, it's just really cool to see, like, the city's in ruins, like, from Bart's stupid finger. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Like, there's, like... Just total devastation. Yeah, like, emergency personnel and, yeah. like... And then they launch an offensive on Bart. They do. They have, like, saucers that fly out of the Petri dish. So cool. And they just, I mean, they don't do anything other than annoy Bart. Yeah, they zapping just zap them. them. Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was awesome, though. And they return to the dish, and Bart runs in about to smash him. And Lisa's like, Lisa stops him. But he says, you know, you can't protect them forever. It's going to be toilet time for Tiny Town. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He wants to flush them down the toilet. Yeah, when Lisa's not looking. And then the people of that Petri dish world uh, shrink Lisa and bring her in. Yep. And this is my favorite part. 
because they, they have a Frank, Professor Frank yeah. in that world. It's like, oh, yeah, they use a debigulator. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she, she says that she wants to get big again. And Frank's like, get big again? I'll have to use a rebigulator. <laughs> he's like, that's ridiculous. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> he's <laughs> a rebigulator. Dude. And she's like, I need to get big so I can protect you guys. And he's like, he's like, a rebigulator? He's like, that's ridiculous. We don't have that technology. He's like, what are we doing here? Like, that's crazy. Like, it's so fucking funny. The then, Simpsons do so much right in their uh, I know. It's crazy. And then, like, once Lisa's there, she's finds out that she's God to yeah. them because they see her. She created yeah. it. And uh, immediately, the first question somebody asks is, God, if you're so good, why do you let bad things happen? Yeah. It's like, it's still like, existential, like, yeah, thought-provoking. Yeah. It's I, so I, funny. I loved it. It's so funny. And she's like, uh... <laughs> and then we also find out that Bart's the devil. And she's like, no, that's my brother. And they're like, the devil's your brother? <laughs> and it, it's just crazy to think about that shit. Like, it's just crazy. Yes. Um, we see Bart, though. He hovers over it, and it looks like he's going to just smash the city with Lisa inside. But he's not. He's covering it, and he brings it to the science fair to claim it as his own with the shittiest little <laughs> paper sign on it that says, like, my little universe. Yes. And that's the end. So that was cool, though. Great I love one. that one. That was really good. Really uh, well, the end is that uh, Lisa is stuck there forever. Yeah. And instead of being, like, a good god, she's just ordering them all around. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah, stuff. at the end, yeah. she's like, yeah, I want these slippers and stuff. Which, why not? Yeah. You just got debigulated, <laughs> and they don't have a rebigulator. Dude, he was laughing so hard too. <laughs> rebigulator. And then our final segment is—I mean, it's crazy how we've Dude, gone nowhere is, in twenty years. This is this is fucking nuts. So, it's called Citizen Kang. It's uh, basically um, the the what do you call those? Kang and Kodos, King Kodos. Yeah. the two big green aliens, um, they decide they're going to infiltrate Earth. And to do this, they steal the uh, bodies and identities of uh, Bob Dole and Bill Clinton, who were running for president at the time. They steal their identities, but they're still Kodos and Kang in their skin, basically, in their skin suits walking around. Um, and they just pick on this election, and the shit that they say... Like, they could just rerun this this year. Actually, and that would be super funny if they did. Yeah, if they just, just updated it. it just like Overdubbed the names? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Like, um, it's so ridiculous. Uh, and, and Homer's involved for some reason. I don't even know why. Um, well, he was fishing. Yeah, and they... they and they, they're the ones that are like, who are your leader? He's oh, like, oh right, well, we don't right, know. The he, election's next week. Yeah. So they take both of them. Yeah. And uh, Homer offers them his butthole at the beginning. <laughs> He's like, all right. And he just pulls down his pants. And they're like, no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, King and Kodos are also awesome. Oh, and also, uh, dude, Homer is the fucking best. So they ask Homer who the leaders are. And he's like, oh, there's this guy, Bill Clinton. Or he goes, I guess that's President Clinton. He usually hangs around Washington, D.C. And then he goes, oh, but you know what? There's an election next week, so it might not be him anymore. It might be, uh, what's his name? Mumbly Joe. <laughs> I saw him on TV the other night. Oh, wait. It's Bob Dole. 
fucking mumbly jump. That's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard. I laughed so fucking hard at that. Mumbly jump. To think to think somebody running for president's name is Mumbly Joe. <laughs> Imagine how stupid. I would vote for him. Dude, I'd vote for him in a second. What was that guy's name from uh the, the shitty movie we watched? I know that narrows it down. <laughs> uh, he's the uh, the drunk Billy. Oh, Ca- Captain, Captain Billy. Billy. Yeah, Captain Billy. Dude, a Captain Billy uh, Mumbly, Mumbly Joe card. <laughs> I'm all on board for that. I don't Actually, even remember what movie that. Oh, was it Night of the Leapers? If some, yeah. Okay. If somebody wants to design that for us, like a Captain Joe Mumbly, wait, Captain Mumbly Billy, Bill- yeah. Captain <laughs> Billy Mumbly Joe for president, <laughs> please do, please make that. I'll put it up on our site in a second. <laughs> That's so funny, Captain Billy and Mumbly Joe. Um. But yeah, so again, they they abduct uh, Clinton and Dole. They steal their body parts. Um, And I loved, uh, like, Homer's like, well, what are you going to do with me now? And it looks like they're going to kill him. They have this machine that comes out. It's got, like, a giant needle pointed at Homer's face. He says, I have a wife and kids. Eat them. (laughs) (laughs) And they point this giant needle at his face. And you don't know what it is. And then they go, "Uh, we'll have to dispose of you. And then they go, uh, they start spraying him with this liquid. And he goes, they go, it's rum, so no one believes your story. And then they just kick him out of the, <laughs> the spaceship, just covered in rum, which is so funny because, like, all these shows you watch, the Bigfoot shows, it's always, like, a drunk that's like, yeah, I saw Bigfoot crossing the road the other night. And... Oh, by the way, he did just cross the uh, jungle. Yeah, so, so I've heard. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that on a bonus app or something. Um I keep moving this. It's probably making so much noise. Um, but anyway, I hope aliens do that. <laughs> Imagine if aliens did that. <clears throat> They're like the homeless the ultimate, drunks. Fuck you. The, whole, the homeless drunks in New York City have been telling the truth the whole time. Yeah. They just Holy spray, shit. Or not even drunks. They just spray some guy with booze. And then, uh, like, he runs into the police station like, I just saw aliens. And they're like, okay, dude, you reek. You fucking reek. You smell like the time... Sean went to a bowling alley and spilled gin all over himself. <laughs> I stunk. Stunk all night. And then the lady came over and was like, are you guys drinking alcohol? Dude, I smelled like a fucking pine tree. <laughs> and I was like, no. She's like, all right. <laughs> fucking idiot. Dude, it's, I spilled a fucking thermos of gin yeah, all yeah. over myself. Why was I drinking gin? I was like 19. <laughs> we did a lot of stupid things. Housing gin. Loved gin. <laughs> Me too. Fucking stupid. I would drink gin and grapefruit juice. Gin and pineapple juice with fresca. That sounds good. Was it good? Gin's not bad. Nah. I mean, you could drink a lot better. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't have the money for Bombay. I was drinking like fucking... Beef eater? Piss gin. (laughs) Dubra? Drinking some guy's piss. (laughs) Out of an alley. Which I probably would have done at that age. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh... So we've never talked about Valentino's on the show. I'm, I just keep it that way. <laughs> they, they have Google. They can, they can Google Valentino's. Valentino's is shut down. That's even better for us. <laughs> well, I agree with that. It's rightfully shut down. Well, anyway, we'll save Valentino's for another episode. <laughs> but the, the point of that story would have been uh, there was a homeless man at Valentino's one night. I, th- I don't think you guys were there. I think it was the. Oh, you've been more than once? I've been a lot. Oh, wow. And the first time I went was with a group of um, guys um, that weren't our friends. 
<laughs> they were the ones that showed it to me. It was for my friend's bachelor party. Well, that's disgusting. I know. And they were like, let's go to Valentino's. And I was like, what the fuck's Valentino's? And that's that's when I spread the word. <laughs> Guys, all right. I, now we've talked <laughs> about it. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Keep moving. All right. Uh, so anyway, it's a it's an establishment. And Whoa, the, you know what? Keep it moving. Oh, I gotta say that there was a homeless man oh, there. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, he had a bottle. Of, I was there underage, and he had a bottle of uh, fucking Dubra in his pocket, like a little pint. And he pulls it out, and he's like, "Because they said it was my birthday to get me in," which they didn't card me. They were just like, yes, "Of course they didn't card you." <laughs> and they slide the guy across the table. He uh, slides uh, this. <laughs> It's almost all the way drank. There's there's like half a shot in it. And he slides it over the table and is like, happy birthday, kid. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And he's like, drink that. And I was like, uh, I'm good. And he's like, drink it. And this guy's a seedy fellow, so I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to say no to this guy. Although I should have because I had to put my lips on the same fucking bottle as a homeless man. <laughs> I did. And uh, it was as wo- it was hot from sitting in his pocket. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was probably his piss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the time that we went, there was uh, two guys fresh out of prison who kept telling me to arm wrestle them. Yo, and, and we're calling, like, his daughter. He's calling his daughter. <laughs> to, to come meet us? <laughs> no, no. It was, like, his baby daughter. And he's like, yeah, daddy, you'll be home soon. I'm like, ah, man, we got to get out of here. <laughs> telling me he would knock my teeth out if I didn't arm wrestle him? I'm like, I really don't want to, man. <laughs> The reason for me to do this like, right that's, a, that's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> you like, there's no good thing. Nothing good comes of that. Like, I feel like even if you arm wrestled him and lost, he'd stab you for being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, I was getting stabbed regardless. Yeah, of like there was no way out of getting not getting stabbed. Like, like that guy would have just done it no matter what the situation. <laughs> Who would have thought I would have gotten stabbed two years later in a bar in Old Saybrook by a friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, this episode's going off the rails. Um, but this is the last one, so it's fine. Um, so, uh, Kodos and... I forgot we were talking about Yeah, Kodos and Kang still are running... They, they, they assume the bodies of the president. They're just doing silly stuff and as the president. They're walking around the streets holding hands. Because they're like brother and sister, or are they lovers? <laughs> I think they're brother and sister. It doesn't matter. Uh... But the, one of the cool things is uh, it cuts to the news, and uh, they're showing, like, one of the debates. And Ken Brockman uh, says, okay, we're here for the debate for Campaign 96. America flips a coin. <laughs> it's like, this is crazy how this relates, like, perfectly to this day. Yes. Um, the debate is insanity. The brother and sister. Okay. That's what I thought. Kodos is female. Yeah. Um, the debate is insanity, though. He's just... <laughs> They're just talking nonsense. Abortions for everyone. Oh. Everyone's like, boo. He's yeah. like, abortions for nobody. And everyone's booing. He's like, some abortions for some. <laughs> and like, and, and mini- <laughs> in miniature flags for everyone else. Oh, yeah. In miniature flags for everyone else. <laughs> Which, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. They even make jokes about, you know, like, well, we'll get to it, I guess. But um, Homer bursts. Homer decides he's going to stop this. He crashes the the spaceship into the White House, runs down, removes the masks, and we were revealed that it's Kodos and Kang. 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 Kodos. Kang. Kodos and Kang. Um, 
Oh, and he also when he when he hijacks the spaceship, he's trying to free Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. And he hits the button and just shoots them in the shoots space, in the and space. they die so fast, dude. They die. It was awesome. Like, Great animation. It was amazing animation. Their bodies just curl they up. Take their last breath. <laughs> Stiff it was so fucking terrible. It was so terrible and so funny at the same time. Just Bill Clinton and Bob Dole are dead and nude in space. <laughs> um, and he removes their masks. And Kodos and Kang have the best reaction, which is, what are you guys going to do? It's a two-party system. You have to vote for one of us. <laughs> which is perfect for right now. Yeah, it's exactly right. Like, it's so true. And, um, you know, we cut to the future and we see uh, President Kang has won. And he's building a giant ray. And it ends with Homer going, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos, <laughs> which is so funny. Great line. Classic. Yeah. Um, good episodes. Um, definitely better talking about them, although I didn't really enjoy talking about them. So. But <laughs> it's hard. Like, I, I feel bad, those listening. I feel like this isn't I feel like this is par. not a very good episode. Uh, so uh, apologies there. But, hey, they got a, a couple good stories out of it. And we have interviews, interviews later. Interviews, yeah, if you're still listening. Yep, yep. And you know what else I'm going to do actually this week too? I'm going to release uh, one of maybe two of our Patreon bonus episodes. Nice. So you guys can get a taste uh, for what we do on the Patreon bonuses and check those out and see if you like them and join us over at Patreon. And one of them I definitely will be releasing is our Halloween music playlist because you got to share the wealth, man. you got to show people what we're listening to. Yes. You dig? Hey, everybody. Uh, so <laughs> in this next segment... Uh, we actually discuss uh, Ed Lauder dying. <laughs> this is so fucking embarrassing. We actually discuss Ed Lauder dying. Uh, thing is, Ed Lauder died three years ago. We got a text from uh, Buzz Breadsticks, our homie, uh, who <laughs> had texted us during the show. So we just <laughs> we just didn't even think, and we just announced <laughs> we announced a dead guy dying on the show. <laughs> So, anyway, we talk about Ed Lauder here. Uh, I don't even know, man. Fucking embarrassing. All right. Uh, anyway, here's here's us talking about uh, Ed Lauder passing away three years after he's already died. Just got word that Ed Lauder has died. Yes. Rest in peace. Breaking news here. <laughs> whichever we hear about in a few days yeah. no one will know on social media <laughs> actually no tomorrow it's midnight oh we're so late well everybody knows already yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> um what's your favorite ed lauder flick none want to see how many we can name i can't name any except <laughs> Deathwish. yeah Oh, he was in the longest year. Oh, Kuja. Kuja, I was gonna say, he's a raw deal with Arnold. Rocketeer, everyone's favorite. Okay. Rocketeer sucked. I disagree. Dude, are you serious right now? I I, I didn't mind it. You like those boring ass <laughs> superheroes, man. Those fucking like who? turd super. I don't know all of them. <laughs> Name one. Of, he one was in Sea Biscuit. Well, that means nothing to me. <laughs> he was in. 1976 King Kong. Using that piece of shit Jim Carrey movie, the number 23. I don't even know what that is. Oh, God. I just saw a picture of it. Yeah, I do. His fake name was Topsy Kratz. <laughs> and then they pieced it together that it was really top secret. Man, this guy's been in a ton. <laughs> He's not another teen movie. He's in Under Wraps. He is in Under Wraps. That's crazy. 
But well, who's, who's he not in another teen movie? Uh, my guess is an angry principal. Dude's <laughs> no, got no, the angriest no, face of all time. Because that was the the principal from uh, Breakfast Club. Oh right, right. Angry administrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I gotta find that. Oh, oh, he's the coach. It's like oh, God right, damn it, right, God right, damn right, it. Right. And he picks him up and breaks him over his leg. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, God damn it. That's so funny. That movie is fucking awesome. All right, guys. So uh, next week. Uh, well, so stay tuned. We're going to have interviews after this. Um, check those out. I will guess I'll have to record bumpers for this later or whatever. Uh, also, stay tuned. I'll be releasing um, those Patreon bonuses on iTunes um, probably tonight also. I might do the Patreon bonus. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I might do the Patreon bonus before this because I have to edit this and it's already 10 o'clock. So um, you might see the Patreon bonus first, but this is coming. Um this is coming <laughs> what am i saying what the fuck is the matter with me all right let's just wrap this up uh i've like lost my mind um well first thank bloody disgusting yes we didn't mention Making them at the moves. top of this oh yeah um sorry um they're cool with that shit yeah yeah and they don't exe- they don't executive produce it either is that weird that's very weird. We used to have an executive producer named Sean. Uh, and then someone else would take, <laughs> take credit for it. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. Um, but yeah, no, we're happy to be on Bloody Disgusting. Dude, uh, there's got to be so many beeping outs this episode. I'm not bleeping that out. Um, fuck that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we really appreciate Bloody Disgusting. Um I'm really excited. They've got some big announcements. I got an email from them, so they've got yeah. some big announcements coming. So it was nice at the con too. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, bloody disgusting!" Like, say hi to the. Listen, this guy. we've gone to two cons. I think bloody disgusting got way more of a reaction, which was a little bit surprising. Yeah, it was nice. It was awesome. Yeah. Felt, How many people I felt respected? Ever, yeah, dude. Uh, I forget who said it. one person was like, "Oh, I love bloody disgusting." Like. It was John Franklin. Yeah, John Franklin. But then the and girl Courtney, from, Courtney Gaines said it as well. Yeah, but and the girl from Ash vs. Evil Dead. Loved them. Like, was yeah. like, they help us out so yes. much. Thank you. Like, those guys are awesome. And Yeah. So it, it was really cool to be uh, to be able to say that we we're a part of that network. So thanks, them. Thanks, Harley Poe, for allowing us to use the song uh, Gorehound off the album Pagan Holiday. And uh, you can find us on uh, – oh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Yep. That's the best way to help us. It really helps us out if you guys do that. Um, and if you have, like, Google Play or Stitcher or any of those, we're on all this stuff now. iHeartRadio, TuneIn, whatever. If they have, like, something that you can rate, review, do whatever, like, just do it. Just let me know. Send me an email, sean at ihatehorror.com. Uh, just let me know and send me your address, and I'll get some stickers out to you in the mail. Uh, I have, actually, a list of people I need to send stickers to, so they're coming. I promise. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit behind. Um, but they are coming. Um, yeah, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash I hate horror. I'm on Twitter at I hate horror show and Instagram at I hate horror. I'm at Joe V four, two, one Instagram, Boognish, 1985, Snapchat, horror show, Joe. Is there anything else we plug? I feel like we're missing something. Mm, Patreon. Oh yes. Patreon. Uh, doing bonus episodes now pretty regularly. Every other week we have a bonus app. I should get Paul to do one. Yeah. Not pay him for it. We gotta go to that. Uh, uh, what is 
the fucking thing that's right next door to us right now. The Trail, Trail of, of Terror. Terror. Yeah. yeah, I do want to do that. Let's do let's do it the sun the day before Halloween, that Sunday. Alright. That's fine. We'll be crowded. <laughs> we should get comped for that shit. Yeah. Um, what about that escape room? Yeah, so there's this escape room that, that opened up in our town. Not that our fans care, but uh, <laughs> they probably do. Uh, they opened up one of those like game room. Like it's like you go into a room and you're locked in. And you have to like figure out these puzzles to escape. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try and email them and see if they'll let us do it for free for publicity for them. And me, me, Joan, Paul. Maybe buzz if we have to have like a certain number of people. Like if we have to have at least four people, maybe we get buzzing on it, and uh, we're gonna try and escape the room and, and record it while we're doing it. Paul just Paul's be gonna so be so mad. mad. <laughs> He'll just he might quit or he might commit suicide thinking the room will never open. Like, this is it for me. Uh, but that's it, guys. Thank you so much again. We really appreciate the support. You guys have been fucking amazing lately and forever. <laughs> No, not lately. You guys have always been good. But it's just crazy now. It's just getting huge now. Like, social media is hard to keep up with now, which is weird. Um, like, a year ago, I would have been like, please join us on social media. Now I'm like, hey, we've got enough. <laughs> There's only so many tweets I can respond to. <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys, join in. The more the merrier. Yes. I love talking to everybody. Same. It's, it's so fucking fun. There, There's never enough to talk about. We talk about bullshit on there. Um, so join us there. We really appreciate it, guys. Um, and that's really it. So for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. All right. We are here with Ray Santiago and Dana DiLorenzo, who play Pablo and Kelly on Ash vs. Evil Dead. Thank you guys for allowing us to do this. Oh, thanks for coming. Pleasure. Uh, the show is a perfect homage to the original trilogy and satisfies both fans of the, of the original as well as new fans. Uh, where do you guys fall in that category? Were you fans of the original three? Before. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. yes, we were. We were definitely uh, fans. I've been a fan of horror movies ever since I was a, a kid. And it's funny because we're sitting in the green room of uh, this 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 convention. And Rock I'm, and shop. I'm sitting next to people that I grew up watching. So it's uh, it's pretty hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and every single guy in my high school was quoting uh, Ash Williams lines. And so Army of Darkness was the first one I saw. Um, so it'll always have a special place in my heart. And, uh, yeah, now I, I do still, from time to time, like, get a little bit starstruck in those moments. Even though, yeah. like, uh, Bruce Campbell's now a co-worker, you would say, or yeah, yeah. Lucy Lawless, That's so Ted crazy. Raimi. I know, Lee Majors, it's like, this is one of those things where you go and you have dinner with people. That you, you, when Oprah's like, if you can have lunch with anybody, who would it be? It's like these are the people I work with. Right? Yeah, um, it's pretty. But nuts. there are times like when you're doing a scene with them and you're you're really in it, and it's like, wow, oh, I, right, I forget sometimes that yeah. like, oh my god, I'm doing a scene with Lucy Lawless or Bruce Campbell. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty. Crazy. Or Ray Santiago. <laughs> Shut up. I actually, <laughs> I actually, I either I think I listened to your guys' interview at Comic Con like for the first season. And Ray, you like you were like losing your mind, like just at the opportunity to like be on the show. So it was like oh, yeah. I remember listening to it and being like, "Oh yeah, this will, this will be interesting to hear them." And then when they were like, "Oh, like is this a dream of yours?" and you yeah. were like, "Holy shit, yes!" Yeah. Like you, you like couldn't express it enough. It was really cool to like hear that. Well, I have so. to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where I saw it. Uh, before this show, Dana, you were on Workaholics. I think you were credited as hot court reporter in oh, the God. Chupacabra. It was my best work. 
My best work, one line. Which, in that, actually, I was just remembered. I get covered in blood and shit in that as well. Sorry, am I allowed to say shit on you? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like, yeah. when that chupacabra gets exploded <laughs> all over me. Um, and, uh, actually, when I, when I uh, auditioned for this, Craig DiGregorio was the showrunner of that show. And he's like, and I like said, hi, nice to meet you. He's like, oh, yeah, you, you worked for me on Workaholics. I'm like, you remember my one line on your show? That's amazing. But yeah, it was cut. That was like a, a precursor yeah. to this whole thing. But yeah, those guys are so damn funny. Right. And they, it was just improv after improv after improv. And actually, you see me. The take they used is the one I'm actually laughing in. Oh really? Yes. When he's like, "Do you like pool parties, Miss?" <laughs> and I go, "Yeah," because he just, my God, he just makes me laugh. <laughs> and Ray, you were in uh, Dex- two episodes of Dexter. Yeah. And Little Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Yeah. How, how are those experiences? Uh, you know, I I have to say at 19, to have the opportunity to work with such A-listers, I look back on it now and I think like, wow, I really knocked a bunch of uh, pe- names off the list at such a young age. But I walked in there and I like owned it. I was not nervous. I was completely just on it and I think about it now and if you put me in a room with Robert De Niro Dustin Hoffman Ben Stiller Barbara Streisand Blythe Danner is that all of them? yeah and Terry Polo you put me in a room with all of them now I'd probably shit my pants but when you're 19 you have nothing to lose you have everything to gain so you're just not nervous I'm nervous every day when I go to work with Bruce Campbell that's crazy (laughs) it's just because I care more when you get older you care more yeah Yeah. so who who would win in a fight Lee Majors or Bruce Campbell Oh, that's a tough. I'm not picking that fight. I take my dog out think, of that fight. I think no we way. majors. I think we majors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I think Lucy Smalls. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy wins any fight. Yeah, Lucy, yes. At least Sorry. the ones with me. <laughs> um, that Yeah, that's a tough call because they're both such badasses in their own right. It might be, I mean, I think. If anything, Bruce would just concede because it's Lee Majors. <laughs> that might be, yeah, yeah, like I, I don't know who would win, but I would love to watch that. Yeah, right. That would be the one you want to see. Right? That would be the fight you want to see. Like I could see like Bruce like stepping away. I do too. And being like okay, and then Lee Majors saying something under his breath as he walks away, and then Bruce being like, "Well, well now I have to swing." He's gonna like do like a cheap low blow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, now I have to. Swing. I see. I see. <laughs> we all know who's my number one jefe, so. I'm not choosing sides as to who's going to win that fight, but if I see Hefe going down, I might have to jump stay. in. Right. That's how we do. Yeah. I'll just let him get his ass kicked. <laughs> you said Workaholics kind of prepared you, but my question for both of you was, how do you prepare for getting so much blood and disgusting shit thrown all over you every, every single you day? You don't. There's no way to prepare. Um, because even after doing this show for a full season... Coming back, you know, day one of season two, I got 27, 26 gallons of blood blast on my face with, like, a rocket ship <laughs> amount of pressure. And every time it's a different dispensary method. Like, I think the first one Ray and I got was when, when he's decapitating my mother. Yeah. And it was a crank thing oh. that just kept coming. Oh, no, well, Sam Raimi christened us. Christened us. Christened us. I can't say it. Say it. Christened us both with the paintbrush. That was the first one. Oh, that was, oh. like, nothing. Then the next one, they just had the crank, and they just kept going and going and going. So every time, it's it's a new experience. But I think that's what makes this job so great and so much fun, is that you can. It's new and exciting. It is never boring. Yeah, this is one thing you can never say about the show. Watching it or filming it, it is never a dull day at work. Yeah, do you guys ever get mad when they spray you with that? Like, is there something like? 
could it just like irritate you one time? Does it hit you that hard? Like I, I meant, like when somebody flicks my ears, it I want to murder. Irritate them. me when they spray it on us. But I will say, the hardest part is after they've sprayed you, and there's like a whole rest of a scene to shoot, and you have to sit around with all that blood on you, sticking to the seat, sticking to your trailer. It's uncomfortable yeah it is. The, it's not that bad getting it on you initially but yeah. to have to live with it for a while <laughs> yeah. can be a little bit like okay i want to be done with this because yeah. it turns into like a wax people don't understand that yeah. like it is it's both sticky but also it it's like pinches you everywhere so you turn your head your neck and it and it feels like you're ripping a million band-aids off that nice that's time. the tough part so you're yeah. actually wanting more to be thrown on you just to stay <laughs> wet with it you know what i mean um were you guys given any, like, uh, movies that you had to watch before, like, to prepare for your roles? Were they told, like, you have to watch these horror movies? No. Did you have to read Bruce's uh, If Chins Could Kill book? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that book when I, when uh, I was younger when it came out. I think out. he's writing another one, too. Yeah, yeah. He, he is writing another one. Um, no, they didn't tell us to do anything. From the Delta to the Dinner Table. <laughs> That's the book Ray's going to write. That's the book I'm going to write. It's going to be called From the Delta to the Dinner Table. Um, <laughs> my time with Bruce Campbell. My time with Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yep. Um, what was the question? About if they made us watch anything. And no, it, no they I didn't. I did watch movies. Like, uh, I did, did keep mov- horror movies in the background when I was like at home just to sort of keep me uh, sort of like in the mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, movies like Halloween and uh, Scream and all my favorites I brought with me. And I would always just keep them on and watch them. And then I tried to watch some other new ones that I hadn't seen this season. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just me. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I didn't bring them to New Zealand, but um, I knew in the screen test that they were going to have a possession storyline for Kelly. Yeah. Um, because Sam Raimi asked me in the screen test, like, are you going to be okay with, you know, getting a face cast? You know that thing like in yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire with the plaster <laughs> of Paris and it's can't breathe forever. And he goes, are you going to be okay with that? Are you claustrophobic? And it's before you even asked me those questions when he said we're thinking of a possession for your character before I even got the job I they have it on tape I put my hands in the air like I just finished a marathon I was like yes <laughs> oh my it was like on it was on my acting bucket list ever since I saw the exorcist so I did make sure to uh to watch that again and then I was just you know taking what I could from that because yeah, yeah. but you know no one can do what Linda Blair did but uh definitely an homage to that yeah. uh, for sure well Linda Blair was like jerked around with like mechanical things that killed her oh sure. yeah poor thing and she was like 12 my god <laughs> what, a, what an incredible woman she was. uh we have one minute so do you have any yeah, one last question um last question is if you were on a desert island and you had to choose one evil dead evil dead 2 or army of darkness which one do you take army of darkness because it was my first and you never forget your first <laughs> ash versus evil dead oh <laughs> Boom. shit Drop the mic. Drop it, Pablo. <laughs> Drop it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you, guys, thank for you taking so the time to talk to us. So it's fine. Can't thank wait to guys. see it. Congrats on the new gig. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. We're here with John Franklin, who you may know as Isaac from Children of the Corn. Uh, I was wondering if you were familiar with Stephen King's story before auditioning for the film. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, we would always read the, you know, carry and pass it back or between everybody and every, the, the dog-eared copy. So, yeah, I, I bought uh, and read uh, the short story collection. Yes. And then when I got 
cast in the part. I went back and reread the short story. But I love Stephen King from day one. Nice, me too. And I man. Can't wait to meet him. I want to meet him. I haven't met oh, him. Never met him. That's no. actually my next question. Did, did okay. he come to the set at all? Or? No, not at the time. He was. Uh, his lawyers, I'm sure, were behind it. <laughs> they wanted a little more money, so they were suing the company. So no way. That's crazy. He didn't show up at the oh, set. Oh, that's a bummer, man. I I feel like a lot of kids, like especially me and Joe, even like. Somehow Stephen King writes these like adu- this adult literature that just like appeals to <laughs> kids somehow, right? Oh, yeah, like, it's definitely. Crazy. It just it's nuts. Like I shouldn't probably shouldn't have been reading it, but it was amazing stuff. Um, you were the voice of Walk Around Chucky in Child's Play, and is it true that you were supposed to do all the redubbing until Brad Dorf came back? Yes, they hired me because they couldn't get Brad Dorf. He was in Europe doing another job, so I spent eight hours in the sound booth dubbing his voice and all that stuff at the beginning and then all of a sudden they come in they're like, oh we got Brad Dourif when we want you to do be part of this we like what you did for the day so they, they had me do walk about Chucky I'm in the commercial kids eating cereal nice hey kids you want a Chucky doll <laughs> oh, that's so and of course I was so hoarse from screaming that for eight <laughs> hours so I sound like hey kids you want a Chucky doll <laughs> so they actually recorded you You recorded your oh, session yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly. that's great you should it's, just make it a separate cut or something yeah, really. Director's cut with yeah. John Franklin as the voice of Brad Dourif. <laughs> I'll, I'll wrap this up for you. So you get um, what was it like marrying uh, Christopher Lloyd? Oh, it was cool uh, being the pastor. Well, he married Joan Cusack. I didn't marry him. <laughs> uh, I was officiated. Uh, and what was cool is because for a lot of the shots, they actually turned the costume around so I was visible. So I had eye contact with Joan Cusack and Chris Lloyd. So I was actually acting for the first time when they did you know behind me for those shots and the, obviously when they did the front they had to switch the costume around so it was like really cool finally to get to act it was like only acting yeah. interacting I had to do during that entire movie that's really cool nice um, you were a high school teacher after acting are you still no, no. I just retired June 5th nice. I did my 14 years of prison <laughs> sentence <laughs> it was it was fun and I had a blast but it was just it was time get back to writing and acting i taught for the last six years and i uh, decided to change professions so <laughs> okay. I, I, I can understand what level uh fifth grade oh okay yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um is there anything you want to promote um i wrote uh, a pilot that courtney and i um just got uh optioned so it's that's going out there um also i have a graphic novel that i wrote called prime cuts yes. it's available for 99 cents on indieplanet.com um, and there's volume one you can download for free and download and volume two is like 99 cents so or you can get a hard copy of it what's the uh, Twitter account for Prime Cuts I think it's got it's own Prime right? Cuts at Prime Cuts at Prime Cuts I'll yeah. plug it in novel I, yeah. something like that yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll insert it in um, I'm bad with that and you can also follow me on Twitter at John Franklin Actor perfect at John Franklin alright man thank you so much All we right, really cool. appreciate it say hi to Neil yeah I will okay. for sure thank you very much all right, everybody, we are here at Rock and Shock in Worcester, Massachusetts, waiting for Courtney Gaines to be done signing things. So you want to talk about Phil Anselmo? Nope. <laughs> we just asked for Phil Anselmo's autograph, who's, uh, what else is he in? Pantera? Super Joint Ritual. Super Joint Ritual. Oh, my God, I haven't heard that name in forever down and uh, we just <laughs> tried to go set up an interview with him and I'm still all, trying all, all we heard I never him, scared 
all we heard him mutter was, uh, what did he say? I'm fucking tired. <laughs> Get the fuck over here. Yelling at his family. Uh, so mad. He was so fucking angry about it. But uh, we're in line now for Courtney Gaines. Pretty good show, though, here uh, so far. Oh, shit. I think we're missing the costume thing, too. Although, do we really care? <laughs> we met some fans. Yeah. Nick. Cool. Aubrey. Yeah. Very cool. So. Yeah, we signed an autograph for the first time. Oh, here's the mic. <laughs> we signed an autograph for the first time, which was uh, fucking crazy. Yeah. I wanted to be like, I wanted to refund him for the piece of paper, <laughs> paper, paper yeah. that we wrote. Ruining paper. Totally ruined his paper. Joe, what was your, what did your autograph say? Fuck Paul. So. I mean... He knows. In history, yeah, yeah. He's this, about this guy was a big fan. New Paul, new Buzz. Yeah. Requested for Buzz. Yeah. Oh shit, I don't have my questions here. the questions for Skeet Lord. <laughs> See how long it takes for you to know? <laughs> that would be so fun. Thank you so much. Oh, I got a hold of myself? I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like people are more comfortable. Okay, let's do it. All right. All right. We are here with Courtney Gaines from Children of the Corn, from the Burbs, Back to the Future. Thank you for doing this. Wow, that guy's done a lot of stuff, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I was just wondering, um, were you familiar with Stephen King's work before you took Children of the Corn? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I, you know, yeah, I mean... Of course, but I, I wasn't like a you know, I wasn't reading those like five hundred page books. You know, I was too lazy to do that. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, ours was a short story, so it was a quick read. You know, <laughs> uh, did you always want the role of Malachi when you went into it? Oh, when I when I read it, I was like, yeah, this is mine. I'm getting this job. And awesome. I guess that worked out. Is that really? Oh yeah, no. People talk about like I sat, you know, everybody's coming in the audition room. I was like sitting like you know cross legged in the middle of the room. Like, staring at everybody who walked in, like, it's over, dude, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that character is just so good. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, how was it like being directed by Joe Dante and working with Tom Hanks and uh, Corey Feldman and them? Great, man. I mean, uh, you know, Joe was great. He knew exactly what he wanted with the character's look and all that stuff. You know, like, a lot of times you kind of got to figure some of that out for yourself. He was very clear, and he just kept laughing, like, we're going to put these false teeth on here, we're messing up your hair, we've got these leader hoses, you're never going to work again. He'd laugh, you know? <laughs> Great guy. Love, love Joe. Um, and then, you know, I mean, come on, Tom Hanks is like the most down-to-earth superstar you're ever going to meet. I mean, seriously, he's just not, there's no pretense at all, That's you great. know what I'm saying? So, And then uh, Bruce Dern, big fan of Bruce Dern's, yes. and he was great. He was great great to me as well, very encouraging. That's great. Uh, what was it like working with Patrick Dempsey and watching Seth Green get farted on constantly? <laughs> well, we didn't know Seth Green was going to be Seth Green at that point, did we? I mean, he was just just like... The most precocious, like, 10-year-old. Like, he knew, like, oh, yeah, they're using a 2K to light this. And I'm, I'm thinking, this guy's going to be a producer and director someday. And I was like, he was, yeah, he just grew up in the business. And he was really super bright. But, you know, we know he's going to be Seth Green. Now. And, Pat, you know, Patrick Dempsey and I, you know, years later, we did Sweet Home Alabama together. And I said, you know, it had been years. I said, dude, me, you, another soundtrack song title to a movie. You know you're about to blow up, right? <laughs> Boy, was I not wrong, huh? Yeah, Good right. Lord. Do you still keep in touch with him at all? Not a lot. Now we're just, you know, it's just kind of through the work years. You know, he it was funny. He had an E Entertainment thing done on him, and 
you know, like I said, we're not really close. He's like, but he was like, you should go talk to Courtney Gaines because he saw the two times it happened, you know. And it, I was useful because I was the guy who said, yeah, I saw we blow up once and I saw him blow up again, you know. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Is it true you jammed with fish in concert? Uh, yeah, I played some percussion. Uh, I would have liked to play some guitar, but uh, Les and Larry from Primus were jamming too. But yeah, so this the real story is I was picked up picked up hitchhiking by um, by uh, Mike Gordon, the bass player, many moons ago, right before Camp by My Love came out, before they were anybody. And um, we've just kept in touch over the years and watched them grow into what they grew into. So pretty wild. Nice. Yeah. I could ask you questions all day, but I want to like, get you two back to uh, people waiting in line. So is there anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, there's a couple things. On a horror level, there's a movie that came out uh, two, three months ago called Funhouse Massacre that I'm part of that uh, I was giving away free swag posters all day. I finally ran out, but it's, you know, it's a good movie. I like those guys, uh, Petri Entertainment. Um, so that one, and then I just did a really killer guest star on uh, Criminal Minds that uh, comes out on uh, the last Wednesday of this month, so 1026. Really killer role, one of the best things I've ever done on television. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, man. Well, thanks so much for doing this. That was good. Thank Thank you. All right, we're here with Ski Ulrich. I don't want to start with the generic scream question, so I wanted to ask you about Weekend at Bernie's. How did you get involved in that? (laughs) Um, Well, I was going to school near where they shot it, and they... uh, I came to go to my dorm room, and there was a person saying they were looking for extras in the movie, and I was like, oh, how much? They're like 50 bucks a day. And I was like, that's a lot of beer. So, <laughs> that's perfect. So I signed up, yeah. What about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Same thing. Same thing? Same thing, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, how was it working with Cuba Gooding Jr.? I know you worked with him twice. As good as it gets uh, in Chill Factor? so funny. I, I, I had a lot of scenes cut out of, of As Good As It Gets, so I spent a lot of time around him and then doing Chill Factor. Uh, I've never, I couldn't wait to leave set because my stomach hurt at the end of the day from laughing so hard. <laughs> so funny. Do you, still, do you still keep in touch with him at all? I see him around here and there, but no, we don't, we don't really call each other or anything. Nice. Uh, you worked in Jericho. How do you how do you compare working on television to working in movies? Uh, it's a different exercise. It's you know you have to uh, you work so quick. You work a lot longer. It's about eighty hours a week with the homework, so um, it gets tiring. Uh, but if you're gonna you know you get one or two takes and you gotta know how to fix stuff quick. Are you? Is it true you're gonna be in a live adaptation of Archie? Yeah, Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, it's a, it's it's not necessarily an adaptation though. It's kind of taken the characters and spun them into a dark drama. Nice. Uh, I don't want to keep up too much of your time, so I'll just end it with: Do you have a favorite scary movie? Uh, I I think The Exorcism of Emily Rose is pretty terrifying, um, and The Exorcism religious horror scares me, so those are my favorites. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys.